Yo, what is up, guys? I'm here in Ryan Pineda's office. I'm here with my man, Roham. Roham, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing for Ryan and where you're from, stuff like that. Sure. My name's Roham. I'm from Las Vegas. I've been working with Ryan since 2018. Started off as one of his cold callers at his home run off flipping company. And after doing that for two years, I started working with his education company, Future Flipper, now Wealthy Investor one of the real estate coaches there and I help with sales. Love it. All right. So you see Ryan obviously hire a lot of different people. You have a lot of different experience with uh, like just watching him literally grow the business from 2018 to where he is now. So uh, who do you think is like the most important hire? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, the most important hire is going to be someone based off who you are as an individual and what your skills and strengths are. And for you, if you have a certain set of skills and strengths, like maybe you're really good at sales, you're really good at communication and developing a vision, you might need someone who's opposite of you to come in and help with that. So maybe someone who's organized, good with admin stuff, really good at data and keeping everything in processes to keep tracked and organized. And so really it's someone who's complementing to your skills and your weaknesses. All right, I'm gonna ask a controversial question. All right. What do you think is the worst decision that Ryan you've ever seen Ryan make? Like you just saw, like man, if he would have not have done this, it would have, it would have been a lot better. Off. Like the worst decision he's ever made. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I think just like everyone, at a certain point, you try to do too many things at once, and I think you can do a lot by maximizing what you're capable of doing with your time with your team but at a certain point instead of trying to grow everything pouring your focus into specific aspects that are going to really move the needle i think will make a lot more of a difference so sometimes we spread ourselves a little bit too thin i think but that's about it and then what do you think is the best decision he's ever made oh the best decision he's ever made always say with confidence is that he is a master at recognizing if there is a role or a thing that needs to get accomplished, he can evaluate his skill set and say, can I do this better than the average person could? And if he can, he will take the role to do it first and then figure out the process for the next person to come and do that. But if it's something he can't do better than the average person, he will go get someone who's better than average at that thing for that role immediately without question so for most people if you find that you are not the salesperson in your organization the first thing you can do to really fix that is go hire a great salesperson and recognize that in yourself immediately and have the self-awareness to recognize that that's just not your skill and your strength you need to go develop the skill and strength of finding those people with those skills strengths putting them in the right seat so ryan's a master at putting the right people in the right seat love it and then uh this will be the last question is the coolest person that you have seen uh, that you're like, oh man, I really like this person that like you got to be around just by being in this office? Man, there's so many people that have come by. Greg Jones been here, Alex Hormozzi, a ton of other great guest speakers, but by far my favorite would probably be Dakota Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Who's second then? Second. Tony's a good second. <laughs> I'm just awesome. kidding. I love you. <laughs> All right, seriously, you think Alex Ramosi? I feel like you love Alex Ramosi would be my number one. Yeah, by far. Uh, well, wasn't as versatile, but after seeing him perform, it just made me dive into everything he's ever produced, and I've just been a big consumer of his stuff for six months. 
stop watching every other content creator and just really dialed in on his new stuff, his old stuff, and just seeing the level that that dude operates at has elevated me and how I think about how I run day-to-day life, how we work here at Wealthy Investor as a team, and what I personally want to do in the future with my own business. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm actually reading his book right now, $100 million offers. I was listening to it this morning. I got the leads one on my, uh, on my desk, but then I don't know if I ever told you this, but when I was over at Ed's house mm-hmm. and... Uh, I was talking to him and he's like, yeah, you remind me a lot of Alex Hormozzi's. Like the way that you think of stuff, I was like, dude, that is a huge compliment. Huge compliment. So yeah, That's it was pretty amazing. cool. That was the advice that Ryan gave us. And like, cause we were going all over the place and like, we're starting to do the same thing now too. We're like, all right, we got the Rio, we got this, we got that. And it's like, man, it's like, it's getting to be a lot. And then I'm like, man, they're so close. You know what I mean? They're so close that it's so hard to say no, because the, the opportunity is there. And they're like, all right, I'll just put somebody else in. I don't have to do it. But then like, for him, I think it does make sense. For you guys, it becomes very difficult because it never is actually like, you're never a flow. It's never systematized. Exactly. It's always Growing, changing, expanding. And now you got to, everything that you had before is now different now yeah. because like, yeah, I can't sleep unless I do that. And so then what you have is burnout exactly. at some point, unless people thrive in uncertainty, which exactly. not very many people do. Like they want to be consistent, do the same thing. But I also can see that, okay, there's growth. You got to have growth 100%. along with that too which comes with on um, so it's like it's it, it is interesting that both yeah you got to have a lot of systems and processes and consistency because if you keep changing it up every freaking time people are out like they can't keep you can't keep changing everything to where like you have no idea what the expectation is what you're supposed to do where you're going what you're doing and it's the frequency of change mm-hmm. that's a lot exactly of the issue where it's like dude if we just try to change quarterly monthly and then see what the results were of those changes we now get the data exactly actually yeah justify whether or not it was the right call but if we keep changing you don't know yeah you don't know, yeah, you don't know. Right. Thing, right exactly that's what i'm learning too and like I, I try to not make too many changes at once and stay consistent but i also look at different things like clint and then i look at the trajectory that he switched he switched trajectory like that because he makes decisions so quickly. We've been very consistent and it's been a consistent growth. We haven't failed yet because I feel like because we're only changing certain things at a time and people know what to expect, they know what's expected of them. And so I'm not trying to just scale up and get 40 salespeople. Because what that's gonna do is freaking destroy everything else and everything's always gonna be messed up. So what I do is I grow and then I create processes around it like, all right, are we, we good? Yep. Everything seem okay? Okay, we understand this stuff. Now we know what to do. All right, grow again, bam. And then we bring on more people and then like we're trying to do it as a steady thing, but I, 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 can, I see both of it. And I think the other thing I recognize with you and Clint, it's that uh, one, you're both open to criticism. Yeah. Um, you know, people who are around you and telling you like how you're doing things and uh, you really take that in stride, but not only do you do that, you take the feedback of your team because right. you really trust in the people that you've hired to help you make those decisions. Like. Clint was talking about how uh, Tyler is the one in charge of data and mm-hmm. makes decisions based off the data. Now, he's not going to override those decisions unless it's a, hey, show me the data and yeah. it's going to be clear. Right? Yep. And so a lot of times, it's not so much uh, putting the right person in the right seat. It's once you have them there, being able to them trust go. them and let them do their thing and give them that three, six months runway to be like, I know how to solve this problem. I need the time to do it and let's see it, let's test it, let's get there, versus trying to change it to make it work even faster and make it happen faster. It's like, dude, if you have the right guy for the job, let him do it. Yep. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever fired anybody? Have you ever had to fire anybody? Whoever it is. It's not fun to fire people, but sometimes people fire themselves too. Right. All right. So uh, you talked uh, about, um, you know, putting people in the right seats, giving them three to six months runway and like letting them kind of, you know, 
do their job without you micromanaging and telling them how to do it. How do you know if they're the right people or not at that point? If you're just like, all right, you do this, how are you going to know? And then what do you do when they're not? And you're trying to give them and they're just screwing it up. Do you continue to let them screw it up or do you guide them along the way? Like w walk me through what you've seen. Yeah, hundred percent. Say uh, a really good analogy that I heard from Alex Mosey was if you're interviewing someone for the right seat, you should be learning on that interview, mm. right? So that person should know more about things more than you. And so when they're coming in, you're telling them, hey, we're hiring, we've been having these issues, how would you solve it? If you learn from their response on how they would address it and how they would solve it, that's probably not the right guy, right? If you don't think that makes sense to you right on that interview stage, you probably don't have the person in the right seat. And instead of getting someone to solve a problem, someone's going to help you solve the problem, but you still got to help them do it, mm. right? A lot of times we want someone to come in and fully take that over. They should come in prepared with that plan and tell you exactly what they plan on doing from the gate. And if they do that and they execute on it and you see them doing it, then give them the three months. If you don't like the quarter and see that the results aren't what you wanted, then go reevaluate and get someone else. But take that chance reevaluate does it need more time or do you need the different person because overall it's not going where you want it to go yeah so the hardest part that i found in like uh, leadership like knowing and they actually talked about it um is knowing if it's them or if it's me because i didn't give them the proper tools how do you really know which one is which like if, especially when you're growing and you're expanding and maybe you don't have their job defined all the way what their expectations are what they're supposed to do how do you know when it's them or if it's you didn't give them the proper tools so depending on the role, right? Um, if it comes to, let's say like a salesperson, that's something that over time is going to be continual training, continual support, continual growth in that. But if it's something where it's like an admin role and it's very set processes that they just need to continue to execute, that's someone who should come in and tell you what they need, right? If they are going to execute that vision for you, they should have the ability to come tell you what they need to accomplish that. And so sometimes it's not the right person because they're afraid to tell you what they need, mm -hmm. right? But if they are open, comfortable telling you what they need to execute what you want, and you're willing to give them that and see the result of that, that's how you know you have the right person. That person wants the role. They can see the role that they envision themselves in almost better than you can if you didn't give them the right job description. And they're coming in, hey, I need to and here's what I would want to do in, hey, out of this job, I'm going to do everything you asked for and this and this and this. And this. I think that's what it needs. Mm. You have that kind of coming into the role. You might not be the best person at hiring, but you might have hired the right person and now trust them and give them the tools. Roham, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned while working here with Ryan? It's not hard to be above average. Mm. For most people, they think it takes extraordinary amounts of work and effort to change their lives and get into a different position. And really, it doesn't take as much as you think it does. It just takes a little bit of consistent action on a regular basis. And if you can do little things on a regular basis, that can get a lot more done than people who can do huge things on a very, very uh few and far between basis, right? So for a lot of people, it's not about trying to take over the world in one day and be the perfect person every single day. It's getting started with the small stuff, right? And most people really struggle with just going to work, going to the gym, spending time with their friends and family, so on themselves, their personal crafts, what they want to get better at. And it's hard because you're so overwhelmed by life and it's hard to focus. And really what I've learned here is that if you level up, you got to get around people and what they're doing and show yourself possible and just them what they're doing to replicate it mm -hmm. so really success is as hard as you think it is it's just 
one question away from someone who's already doing what you want to do and ask them what their day-to-day -day looks like, what their routine looks like, and try to drive to shift your day-to-day -to, -day to be more like that. Yep, something that I always say to everybody is consistency over intensity. Um, so if you could be consistent, it's you're on a way different path and you're way more likely to be successful. I always tell people, I'm like, man, I the most intense guy even with my workouts or anything but i'm one of the most consistent guys you've ever met i will do something so consistently i'm not i'm not gonna i might not be the most intense i might not work out the hardest but dude i'm gonna be there every freaking day and i remember uh a few years ago and ryan does this to this day he pulled out a couple journals that he's been writing in consistently mm -hmm. every day for years multiple and he's been able to do that over four or five six years and just having that consistent diligence to be able to do anything every single day it's going to get you results because you're obviously going to get better at that as you go and so if you can really force yourself to do anything over enough years you're going to improve yep love it